Welcome back to episode six of the Extra Cooler Show. I am Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and I am joined by Matt, Jim, and Mike. What's up, guys? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? As we enter, as we enter the the road to WrestleMania, we will be breaking down only WrestleMania matches from the past that the listeners vote on. This week, we will be breaking down the Intercontinental Championship match from WrestleMania 2000. Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. We'll get more into that later. Uh, after our homework, Matt will be guiding us through what's going on in the world of wrestling. Gentlemen, let's let everybody know what's in the cooler this week. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I've got a, uh, a beer from a local place up here in Rochester, New York. It's from K2, and it is a raspberry marshmallow milkshake IPA. Huh. <laughs> I had to read that just so I got it all in there. And if you have a problem with that, let me know. But I don't really care anyway. But it's delicious. So <laughs> it's kind of like um, I'm not a huge sour guy, but it's kind of I like the IPA. So it's kind of in the middle there. It's it's good. Mike's face is disgusting right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big sour guy. That's uh, I just don't like it. You know, it's an acquired taste. Um, I'll tell you what I'm drinking. Um, I'm hanging out with Rusev today. I got a white Russian here, and uh, it's it's going very good. It's almost done. I might have to get another one. Are you doing, what, what's going on over there? Are you doing like a Joe Pesci? Or <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's his birthday today, I think. Oh, okay. I thought that the sour so... <laughs> You know, offended you that you went into like like Pesci land or something. I was confused. I was really confused as what was going on. I, I go to Pesci land sometimes. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Let's carry on. I'm, Who's uh, next? I, I'm up next. I've got a hop slam from Bell's uh, Bell's Brewery. So I am a big fan of this one. It comes out every year. They put out a new uh, a new version of it, tweaked a little bit, but um, it's one of the uh, bigger IPAs. And this year they put it in a bottle, which I don't remember the last time I drank out of a bottle. So yeah, it's uh, against your religion, isn't it? Cheers to that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess it is now. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. I am. Uh, I'm back to uh, other half. Uh, I don't get it that much when it's what's in the the local places here. So whenever I see it, I have to get it. Uh, I am drinking a forever ever uh, double dry hopped IPA. Who can hook us up with an other half sponsorship? Because I feel like at least one of us every week has got some sort of other half in our what's in the cooler. So, yeah, it's got to be other half or uh, or Sloop, maybe. Sloop's yeah. been Jim's, Jim's end right there. Yeah, yeah. Lord knows I've spent enough on other half during the pandemic. Uh, I think I spend more on other half than utilities. But uh, that's a you know, story for another day. I've uh, seen them. <laughs> We're gonna have to. We're gonna all have to go visit Jim and uh, take a stop by the, the brewery and tell him what's up. <laughs> yeah, Nick, and you know we're on Skype here, so we're looking at each other drinking our drinks, and it's kind of hard uh, seeing Mike uh, drinking that. Uh, what's it called? Uh, white Russian. So it looks like you're just drinking milk over there, and it's kind of like throwing me off my game. That's okay. <laughs> but you know what Kurt Angle is in this match, right? So yeah, yeah it's that's appropriate. Well yeah. played. Also very true. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, my kid is drinking whole milk now, so had oh, whole milk, had yeah. whole milk in the fridge. So taking yeah. advantage. Yeah, it's not like one of those uh, lame skim milk versions. So good yeah. job. Good on, good on you. 
Welcome, everybody, to Extra Cooler's Road to WrestleMania. Like I said before, we're going to be breaking down uh, only WrestleMania matches in the coming weeks. Each week, we will have a different theme. This week, uh, we sent the listeners to my Instagram story, at Extra Cooler, to vote on WrestleMania Intercontinental Championship matches. Um, to all of our surprise, uh, this match won. I... I thought we were going to be talking about Bret Hart once again, um, but no, we are uh, talking about WrestleMania 2000, the Intercontinental Championship match, which also features the European title. I'm actually happy that we're not talking about Bret Hart either, so I can uh, pull back on the little heel uh, gimmick I got going. But I think I, I think I'll find something else <laughs> to heal out on this week. <laughs> So I, I just want to let everybody know uh, what's going on with WrestleMania 2000. This is the first one um, that doesn't have a number attached to it. It would be WrestleMania 16. Um, and leading up to this match at No Way Out in February, uh, Chris Jericho lost his Intercontinental title to the European champion, Kurt Angle. Angle had a little, uh, you know, help from his belt, his title, if you will, um, behind the ref's back. And while feuding with Angle, Jericho started a feud with Chris Benoit and the Radicals, which also at the same time, Eddie Guerrero was trying to woo China. And uh, China was, was Jericho's valet at the time. So this is all leading up to WrestleMania. I'm surprised that this match won. I was excited that it won. But uh, we'll I just talk. Yeah, more. I think it wins because of. I mean, think about the talent in the ring here, right? I mean, Jericho, Angle, Benoit. This is, I mean, as good as it gets at for this time of wrestling. So I'm not super surprised because I think people love all these. Well, they don't love uh, one of them, but um, love the in-ring work <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> sorry, if I leaned into the elephant Wait in the room there of Chris. Yeah. Ma, right. <laughs> Yeah. So way to talk yourself into a corner pretty quick there, Jim. Okay. One other <laughs> yeah. thing that I forgot to mention is that uh, Kurt Angle is the man holding both belts. He's the Euro Continental Champion. <laughs> I right? love it. It's yeah, true. he's awesome. It's true. He's got he's hair. Fair. Yeah, there's not much of a there's no hype package for this match really. You get an interview backstage with um, with Kurt Angle, and he's he's only he's like four months into his after his uh, yeah. airing debut in WWE, and he's already like. You could see he's perfecting this character. He's so good at he's being patronizing to anyone he talks to. He's like he acts like he's the smartest guy in the room, but he pretends that you don't know that he's he's so he's so good. And obviously in ring, he's amazing already. So it's it's fun to see this like the beginning of uh, Kurt Angle here. So I'm not sure if we watch the same promo, Jim, because this <laughs> this was painful to watch. Oh, for me. Like I... Angle Angle just. Yes, he's still fresh into this character he's, he's getting, finding his way yeah finding his way is a good way of putting it and it's a nice way of putting it but it seems so forced and struggled through it and this i like is, this is he's talking to the security guard right yes, is this yes. okay yeah. yes so he's talking to the security <laughs> guard he's backstage and it just sounds so brutally bad to me <laughs> and See, it's I, horrible, I, think the way, I liked it he, he spells out what euro continental means to the guy so he's like he's that part is great meaning but he's kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being, you know he's like being kind of sincere almost about it which is was kind of one with the character because it, nothing it, like, about if, this nothing yeah. about this feels sincere and it all feels like <laughs> he's reading off the back of his hand <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough so uh 
in uh, on this card, um, it's actually a really strange WrestleMania card because there's only one uh, singles match. But even that singles match is not your traditional uh, one-on-one singles match. That is uh, Terry Reynolds versus uh, the Cat, which I don't <laughs> think we need to talk much more about. Already wasted um, too much time on it. <laughs> yeah, you call it a strange card. I think that's being generous. It's a pretty terrible card straight it, it's up. It's awful. Which is incredible because this is the WWE or WWF at the time at the apex of like – you know the attitude era here right like they are making more money than they ever were before and, and like this this is wrestlemania it doesn't even feel like wrestlemania i kind of I, I don't know if the rest of you guys i watched this whole thing through uh over a few days and it's just uh it's just bad it's not good not good uh i think they're missing and severely lacking stone cold uh, you know he he's coming off of wrestlemania 15 him versus the rock yep uh and then he's the undertaker, gone. The undertaker too the undertaker right. from the card Right. Both are off the card. Um, every match has a, a gimmick and it's just I, I do not like this. Yeah. I, for me personally, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago where your favorite era was kind of the Attitude Era uh, when it was kind of in progress. Right right? Yeah. When it's building up. This is now they're at the height of the powers and they feel like they can do whatever they want. And I kind of just think they lean into like all the the gimmickry and like this the jerry springer-ness of it all like and it doesn't and it ruins it for me like in the beginning of this card the first thing you hear is jr introduces it and then he and then it cuts to finkel and finkel goes please rise for and i expected him to say please rise for ice tea singing pimpinate easy like (laughs) they actually do do the national anthem but i'm like that like that's what i expected because that comes right after it's uh (laughs) that's like a highlight yeah yeah and the crowd's going crazy for it i think what sums up the the era is what happens right before and it's the the little giveaway um i know we're bouncing back and forth but um we can't talk about this match and not talk about the the free tickets that were given away to these individuals. Um, WWE arrived at the house and uh, God forbid that woman put her cigarette down uh, to, <laughs> to, to be on camera. It was some kind of raffle for free tickets to WrestleMania 2000, right? And they do the they do the classic like uh, you know Ed McMahon shows up to your yeah. door WWE style, and uh, it's free tickets. Yeah, and she's got the cigarette, and they've got like a million people <laughs> over, not just to trash on these people, but they're you know <laughs> she's got oh, her well. arm around her kid with the cigarette in her mm-hmm. hand that's wrapped around him. I mean, it, it, it's 21 years ago at this point, but it's still like ooh. <laughs> All the, uh, you know, the it's not official merchandise anyone's wearing. It's like, you know, a Stone Cold shirt, <laughs> Caldor, things like that. <laughs> Hers, she definitely made. On it. it just says rock. <laughs> yeah, rock. You could tell when you look back at all of the matches on the card, um, they, they were trying to make each match different. And they were certainly trying that with this, with the two falls. I do not know of another match like this. I was trying uh, to think of the same thing. So the first the first fall was for the Intercontinental Championship and then the second fall was for the European Championship. Yes. It's not a belt, it's a title, pal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the uh, but it's still WWF at this time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they were in kind of influenced by WCW at the time, who was most likely doing the a buff bagel's mom on a pole match things <laughs> yeah. like that but for the title 
the yeah, I, I you almost wish this was for one title or the other. Honestly, um, yeah, you it's a, need it's, the European. Yeah, no, it, you it's um it's regarded as a, a great match, and it is a good match. I I just don't. There's certain aspects of it, I and mean, we'll get into it as we go along. But it, it's because of the the way it's set up. It kind of it takes a little bit away from it. I think. It's weird because originally the European title is not on the line going into this. And then uh, right in the on, on heat, Bob Backlund chimes in, who is also Kurt Angle's mentor at the time. And uh, he's the one who suggests that to WWF officials that that uh, Angle should put both titles on the line. And, uh, you know. I back in eighth grade, I used to give this move to Mike quite a quite a bit, but uh, Angle throwing the uh, yeah, crossface chicken wing on Bob Backlund <laughs> is is great. It's a highlight in itself. Yeah, that's. I would have liked to see more of that. I, I wish. Uh, I don't know if Sunday Night Heat's on the network yet. I have a feeling it's not. <laughs> it is. It, no but way. Only, only um, like. 2000 yeah oh man so yeah that's that's where i can watch all my gangrel matches then i could have taken the sunday night heat archives not to go down a tangent but gangrel's gangrel's music and the broods music is one of the best of all time oh yeah no doubt no doubt about it and the entrance goes along with it um, so I don't think I'm going to spoil anything for anybody listening, but uh, if you're a Kurt Angle fan, you are not going to be happy with the outcome of this match. I was a Kurt Angle fan. <laughs> oh, of course. I loved him. Um, but this is, uh, you know, spoiler alert. Oh, well, time out. If you're a Kurt Angle fan, tell me the three eyes right now. Integrity. Okay. Intelligence. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and... <laughs> What do you got? <laughs> a little it's intensity. 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 I sold that shirt on eBay, I think, or go. donated it to the Salvation okay. Army. I used to have a Kurt Angle shirt that said, uh, I'm going to make you tap out. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first uh, Intercontinental Championship match since WrestleMania 8, where the title changes hands. Wow. Did you know that? I did not. It's also so, the first WrestleMania for all three of these guys. Yes. So Benoit, Jericho, and uh, Angle. It's all their first WrestleMania. I thought that was pretty cool. And the announcers uh, talk about it a bunch. You mean, you, you mean uh, Chris Jericho, Kirk Angel, and Mr. <laughs> Roboto. Yeah, I did like that. But to, to speak to Matt's point, it's not just their first WrestleMania. These guys have a combined um, service time in WWE at this point of, of maybe less than a year, a year. This event takes place April 2nd, 2000. So Jericho was the first debut back in August 9th of 99. Angle makes his in-ring de- debut November 14th. And then Benoit, not until January 31st. So all these guys are so fresh. That's crazy. It's crazy. And they're – but they're – they're clearly workhorses and like they don't miss a beat in there, you know, but it yeah. is, but, but what they do is so different from the rest of this card, right? From the road dog and X-Pac stuff to, you know, boss man and Bill Buchanan or whatever his name is. Bull Buchanan, Bull Buchanan. sorry. Who opens we, the show? Like, so Bill Buchanan it's, is in 24. <laughs> we all knew who Jericho and Benoit were though, coming over from WCW. Absolutely. Um, but it's still crazy when you hear that. Uh, and like Matt said, they reference that over and over again throughout the match that it's their mm-hmm. first WrestleMania match. And it's King and JR on the call, right? Yes. Yes. Tim White is the ref. Yeah. Tim White. 
What do you guys, how do you feel about uh, in-ring promos at WrestleMania? Because the uh, the old school fan of me prefers those old uh, Sean Mooney backstage uh, in the locker room with the 100%. guys uh, yeah. over it. But you kind of had to because you needed a guy like Jericho to, to tap into the crowd. Um, but it, it just felt weird. You know what it is? No way. It's, it, it, it doesn't matter when you hand the microphone to one of the best of all time in Chris Jericho. So now I'm this is what I was alluding to earlier is that now I don't have to heal off on Brett. And I'm going to heal off that I'm the Jericho. I'm the Jericho <laughs> of the group. So I, I'm I'm in recovery. I am I am in Jericho Anonymous at this point in his career. <laughs> but I, at this point in time, man, I, I mean, I still have my uh, my bra is Jericho shirt from the back in the day. And um, I, I, I thought about digging it out. But I'm uh, I, I thought about digging it out and wearing it tonight. But it, it's just a podcast. I think I can survive <laughs> on a T-shirt for no reason. No, don't but, get me wrong. Jericho is so good. He's, he's awesome. He's yeah, but on point what, here. Uh, what What about like? Here's the thing. It's it, it, this era of WWE is so sing songy with the crowd, right? Like everyone's got to do we got to do the catchphrases and everyone does the stuff. And like the Ayatollah of rock and roller. Like I don't what. I feel like that was just foreshadowing the Fozzy stuff, right? Like, all right, that was. <laughs> can we admit that that's not funny? Like the Ayatollah rock and roll. I don't know. <laughs> and it's coming was, from uh, another super Y2J fan. All right, yeah. Why don't, why don't, you, why don't you tell everybody your uh, AIM screen name back in the all day? Right. So it was, yeah, all right, fine. It was Y2Jim Problem One, all right? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Jericho coming from WCW to WWF I don't know I think it's still it took him a little while to, to oh, 100% hit that yeah. stride right mm-hmm. he's got like a ton of books right that he mm-hmm. wrote uh me three or four I think I've read three of them and in one of them I, I I'm coming to you without proper information but in one of them he goes into detail about the You're beginning right. of his career in WWF uh and how it was rough and he was not well received well, I, I think it, like him in WCW, we never watched that stuff, right? But I remember tuning in every once in a while and seeing him. And he was so good there, I think, because, A, he was a heel, and that's like his natural instinct. But also because I think him with those Southern crowds, like a different crowd, it really, like, he really stood out as a heel. They didn't like him. And, like, in the WWE, when he comes over, he's immediately huge pops, right? Like, so any, he doesn't have to, uh, not, I'm not going to say work as hard, but, like, he doesn't have to be as funny. Like, he could do the catch phrase stuff but there he was doing the ralphus stuff and all this kind of comedy stuff that was just genius i thought and it didn't i don't know it didn't click for me as excited as i was for jericho to debut in wwf it like he had to work a little harder to you know to find oh, his way no like totally mike 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 actually was a fan i remember in wcw and he was one of the people who turned us on to him you know hyping him up you gotta watch this guy he's funny he's good he's yeah. cruiserweight yeah. Um, you know, even flow is his music. Even yeah. flow, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so rip off. For me, <laughs> they changed two notes. For me, my uh, my viewing experience during the Attitude Era was a little different than you guys, and I know that we're super dedicated to the WWF side. And for me, I every every Monday night I picked up my phone, and I still remember 
this number by heart at this point in time, but me and my buddy Dietz, which I'm surprised it's taken me six episodes to even bring up his name because he's so influential in my wrestling life. But he and I would be on the phone and one of us would watch Raw. The other one would watch uh, Nitro. And then we'd be like, oh, turn to Nitro. It's good. Turn to Nitro. And every single time. Jericho was on, it was a click over to Nitro to watch. And hell yeah. The 101 moves or the 1001 holds, or I, I know I'm butchering that, so I apologize. But um, that promo that was, was just amazing. Incredible. All of the Ralphus stuff was just. Oh, that's so what I mean. Good. He was he was so genius in WCW, all that stuff. And then he comes over here and he's doing the catchphrase stuff. Ayatollah Rockarola, the again, you know, yep. which is yep. funny, though. I, I like the Canadian spin on it. But I, 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 I love Jericho. I don't mean to go off on him, but some of the stuff is. His I music is awesome, too. Like, his, the, yes. The, the countdown. Yes. I thought you meant the Fozzie titron. for a second. I was like, well, <laughs> well, we might have to end this podcast right here. <laughs> you, know, you hear me he's apology. Well, well, well. <laughs> Fozzie, Fozzie did, sucks. Fozzie did debut in 2000. I went to go look it up. So you're oh. right. With the foreshadowing, with the Ayatollah Rockarola, maybe that's the, the point of it. But uh, their debut album was in October of 2000. <laughs> Self-titled, just just so you know. Fozzy, <laughs> Fozzy. We're we're not gonna go. We we've talked about how great Angle is. We talked about how great Jericho is. Uh, does, I I don't want to dive into <laughs> Chris Benoit too much. Can I say that when it, so like you're watching this and like Jericho comes in, he does this thing, and then Benoit's music hits, and I was like, oh, I'm like legitimately scared. Like, like I was watching Meta like hit under the covers. Like with that music, he's like, oh, this is a legitimately scary human in hindsight. I don't mean to say that, you know, it's that rabid Wolverine. It's yeah, it might be still too soon, but like he's intense. The dude comes down, you know, like he's got that look in his eyes. Yeah, he is missing, missing yeah. teeth, the whole nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in the angle entrance, I am really interested to know what they actually said that night, because on the network, it is obviously overdubbed it's like the the fink entrance sounds like it's coming from a video game it's it's not the right like volumes it's not the exact same like uh crowd noise in the background like and you can even see at one point when an angle is coming in that fink takes the microphone away from his mouth but yet there's still words coming through the speakers so i'm if somebody's <laughs> got old vhs tape or a dvd or any of that i am like send it over to me because i just want to know what they were talking about during angle's entrance that uh they needed to overdub to olympic hero and all the other <laughs> yes. stuff that yeah, was throwing in. two times hey, medalist uh, right if anybody knows you should comment to write to us on twitter or instagram you know yes please yeah do. Well, i would love to know that because it was it's i thought it was my feed or something at first i'm like what is going on here it just sounds it sounds clearly off like they stitched yeah. together and cut yeah. up I don't. I feel like people forget this. That Kurt Angle's music, which is one of the best of all time, right? Like that music's great, but it is a hand-me-down from the Patriot Del Wilkes. <laughs> it is the Patriot Del Wilkes use that music, and uh, I don't think that's They're both Patriots. Yeah, they are both Patriots. I, I is, is this probably a Jim Johnston song? I would assume. It has to be. Yeah. Do you think he was pissed when like the Patriot left? He's like, damn, I wasted that on the, <laughs> the Patriots. <laughs> and then like Kurt show up and he's like, thank God, I. Song. My my greatest song I've ever recorded is is in use again. 
while we're uh, talking about patriotic themes, go out there and uh, listen to the Allied Powers, uh, British Bulldog and Lex Luger rare theme music because it's it's excellent. So uh, back on track. Uh, I want to start talking about this match. So these three are so good. Uh, they're so talented. It shows um, right in the beginning when they start off the match by each of them hitting their their move sets on one another. I'm going to go right into it. Benoit wins the first fall. Angle does all of his dirty work. Crossface chicken wing on Jericho. Uh, Benoit tosses Angle, in, comes in, tosses Angle into the crowd, hits a diving headbutt, and uh, pins Jericho to win that first fall. And how, uh, right after that, music hits immediately. <laughs> how about that diving uh, headbutt, though? That uh, is far. Yeah, and like you see his like head, like it's like jolted on the way down, right? I mean, like Makes it I know, cringe now. Yeah, because that guy that was his problem, right? Like he had a lot of severe, like kind of football concussion type stuff. And uh, man, yeah, yeah. Knowing the first fall is over, but the match is still going on, so it's kind of like weird to hear theme music happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I thought it was I thought it was smart. Like you know, Benoit gets the pin, uh, his music's playing, but even while his music's playing, he he doesn't celebrate. He goes right for the pin on Jericho again. I um, thought the same. I thought That's great. I, I always I like when they throw some like realistic stuff. Like obviously you would you would do that. Like from, if you just from, won and pinned a guy, you're gonna pin a guy again. From him to a wrestler's wrestler, right? Like you love <laughs> that that psychology right there. So two quick things about this match. First of all, the crowd is absolutely dead. Yes. Like, yes. Pop. There's a little pop for Angle during his entrance. There is a little pop when Jericho. Um, uh, when Jericho goes into the lion tamer, but other than that, like, yeah, I agree. The end of the, like the second fall, it, it's absolutely dead. And even the first fall doesn't get a big pop at all. No. And it's like, just people don't seem totally no, interested in this match. There's, there's no excuse for it. Cause like the previous matches, China and, uh, I don't yeah, know, too cool. too cool. Like going and her over, pants like, are falling down. And her pants yeah, explode at the end. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't uh, Hogan rock before this match. There's no excuse. I, I was thinking during this match that I would love to see it. Um, you know, with like a, a modern like NXT takeover crowd behind it. How cool, like th- these three guys, right. this match would be bananas. Like so, people would be going crazy for every move. My take is, is that this is a WW, uh, excuse me. This is a WCW match that yeah. like they put this together, like a cruiserweight match in WCW, which we're looking at 20 years later and saying this match was a ton of fun to watch. But in the year 2000, I don't no. feel like this is a WWF match at all. And not at all. It's it's Good entertaining point. as hell, but in the long run, it's it's not what this crowd wants to see. And I think that they show us that in how they're reacting or lack thereof during yeah. the entire match. In two thousand fans weren't watching wrestling. They were they were being entertained. They liked the uh totally the the, the promos in the ring and you know, they like we said be- earlier. They want to see Mae Young's chicken cutlets. That's it, right? I mean, <laughs> that was the Royal Rumble from this year. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's, uh, this crowd man. is like, they, Matt, they what would you like to see that live? <laughs> so, yes, I was in the stands if for he, that. And I looked away, and then the whole crowd erupted, and I looked back, and I missed the whole thing. So I uh, I, I missed uh, those pancakes. If he was now, he'd be pinching and zooming on his phone <laughs> so hard. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so Jericho knocks Tim White out, um, and uh, <laughs> and Benoit gets Y2J to tap, um, but the the ref doesn't see it, so it doesn't count. Um, match is getting sloppy here, but <laughs> there's a lot happening. Things are going off the rails. Like you kind of feel that that second fall is about to happen, but again, the crowd just doesn't care. They are they are so quiet. Um, uh, Benoit comes in, he misses a headbutt on angle, and Jericho slides in, hits the uh, springboard moonsault on Benoit, and wins the, in, the uh, excuse me, the European title, and the, the match the is over. Salt. The lion yeah, salt. The lion salt, but they call it. They, that. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, JR calls it. That, that, JR, they, calls it. JR calls it the springboard moonsault. Uh, that that's why I said technically that. correct. <laughs> um, so, you know, this match protects Kurt Angle. He was never pinned. Um, you know, that plays in that gimmick. He's frustrated at the end. Um, oh, yeah, he's really selling it. Like, why? Like, no. <laughs> I went on and I, I did more additional homework. And all three of these guys really quickly become big players in the company, which we all know. But it happens. It happens really fast. They continue to feud with each other back and forth. Um, but they all, you know, eventually enter the title picture. Um at, it's interesting to see. Um, Jericho drops that European title the next night to Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And Guerrero holds it for a while. Benoit drops the IC belt a month later, which is, this is kind of par for course for WWF at the time, right? Like this is when they, they kind of, I think they bastardized the intercontinental belt, like in uh, 2000, I'm sorry, in 2000 alone, it changes like hands 12 times or something. I think the road dog gets his hand on it, hands on it at some point. It's like, come on. They, I don't know. Disgusting. It, just, it hurt to see the Intercontinental treated like that. One uh, quote from the match. Um, Lawler goes, what's in Edmonton? Yeah. J- JR goes, that's where he lives. Lawler's <laughs> like, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor Chris Benoit living in Edmonton. I mean. Yeah. So I, I heard on uh, one of the podcasts, I think it was uh, JR's podcast, um, they talk about how I guess they wanted X-Pac to be in intercontinental title picture during this time. But uh, instead, he wanted to have a match with uh, with Road Dog with Tori. And uh, they faced Kane and Rikishi with Paul Bearer. So uh, we're not going to talk much about that. I just thought it was interesting that that X-Pac was... Uh, originally supposed to be in Intercontinental title picture. Yikes. Huh. What was he thinking? Like that I, that's <laughs> the next match on this card. It's terrible. That match all leads to Pete Rose getting a stink face. Like that's the only point of a match. <laughs> and guess what? The the crowd pops for that. They love it. Now that we're reflecting on the match, uh it's time uh for us to to give our rating of the match. Uh and I don't want to go first. So I want to uh, find first. out how many cans are in the cooler. I'll go. What you got? Let's see. Uh, for as far as the match goes, I'm gonna give it uh, four out of five. Cans wow. in the cooler. Wow, Mike. Mike, you've been throughout these ratings. You've been the most reserved of the group. I feel like. I feel like you're always the low man on the totem pole as far as the ratings go. And this time you Just are Meltzer. I think I you're going to be the highest. I think you're going to be the highest by by a long shot. Uh, it's a good match. Uh, Solid. Okay. All right. I'll let Mikey, you guys go. 
Mikey work rate over here all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's right. the secret to um, having uh, having Mike be pleased with a match. Um, it, 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 like I said before, it's a this is a WCW match in WWF in 2000. I think that the crowd really uh, hurts it. I think it really loses points in my eyes because of that. Uh, I felt like I was being generous when I call it three cans in the cooler. Um, but I, I Mike's got me flustered with four, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with three, and I think it's generous. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna follow up with Matt. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say say my score right off the bat. I'm gonna say two point five. Like Matt said, the crowd sucks. It sucks. They're dead. It does not add anything to the match. Um and the fact and the gimmickry, the two titles, it takes they should have gone less is more. Just do it for the intercontinental. It would have been much more exciting. The fact that there's two belts on the line and like the match continues, it's dopey. And yeah. if you're gonna put a title, make the intercontinental title the the second title, right? Like that should be the one that finishes the match, not the European, which like Shane McMahon was toting around like as a joke for a while. Like, so I, I don't know. There's it's WWF in the year 2000. There's too much going on, and the the wrestling's great. Do not get me wrong, but it it just it's it doesn't it's not as good as it should be. Well, I I get the storytelling. I get that that it's supposed to be Angle doesn't lose a fall, but loses both of his titles in the same match. And I get that, but you're you're right. It's 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 ten pounds of bleep in a five pound box right and and i think we should um, nick i know i'm don't mean to cut you off but i think if like we're grading on a curve here right we all like respect what these guys do and we expect more i think that's why you're seeing some of the lower scores and maybe mike gave it a, a score that's probably more in line with how people regard the match but go ahead nick no i was <laughs> i'm kind of surprised that I'm surprised at everything. Uh, I didn't think I thought I was going to be alone. I was prepared to give it two cans in the cooler because I found the match pretty boring. Um, I didn't like the storytelling. I thought it was sloppy at points. Um, I don't know. I just I found myself uh, pausing it multiple times and rewinding it to catch up again. Uh, Again, two cans in the cooler for myself. Man, so we got two out of Nick, two and a half out of Jim, three out of me, and then Mike's the high man at four this week. <laughs> Maybe I was a little generous, but no, hey, I guys made some good points. But I, there's nothing wrong with with you saying it's four if that's yeah, if that's what's putting cans in your cooler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People consider it a great match. It's not, you know. Yeah, not, it could be. I'm, I was actually surprised that that people picked this match. Uh, we, I think, all four of us thought that Brett and Piper were going to win. Um, but I'm I'm surprised. I think people voted on this match based off the names and not the actual remembering the actual match because I know. I did not remember the actual match. I don't remember this card. I never go back to this WrestleMania. Usually during this time of year when it's WrestleMania season, I always make it a point to go back. And I don't usually watch a full pay-per-view, but I'll watch a match here and there. And uh, I don't ever go back to WrestleMania 2000. Uh, we probably all watched yeah. it together. We definitely watched it at Mike's house back then. And I, I'm with you. I think from like the first 20 WrestleManias I've watched like a million times, but this one is probably the one I've, I've spent the, the least amount of time with. Yeah. I, I think I remember being disappointed with it at the time too. And being like, eh, it's just, eh. yeah, I think it was also the main event just wasn't anything good. Yeah. Like, you know, um, 
I think the beginnings, this could be a whole nother topic, but the beginning stages of uh, Triple H carrying the company, if you will, oh. are, are pretty rough. I, um, the title retain at a WrestleMania always yeah. kind of. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for for our next homework match, we're looking to break down a uh, a WTF WrestleMania match, uh, a what the bleep WrestleMania match. Uh, so you're going to head to Extra Cooler's Instagram story and vote for our next homework. Um, again, the, you'll be surprised to find out what some of these matches are, I think. Um, we've come up with eight solid WrestleMania matches, all from in and around the same era. Uh, I'm excited. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to see what wins. Um, Me too. So be sure to uh, remember, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Uh, at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Hey, we got some of those reviews this week too, right? Like people did what you asked and that's pretty cool. So yes. keep doing that, people. We like that. Yeah, that's- you know, you never know when I'm going to give away artwork uh, as a thank you. Uh, and I've got some other goodies I'm going to be giving away too. Um, we'll talk more about that next week. Before we move into anything that's happened over the next week, uh, anybody that listened to episode five where Nick and I were just talking about the Royal Rumble, uh, I think it's important. I I promised our listeners that I would go in and talk about the big E theme and the new one. It is from Wale. So Wale is involved in this one. And uh, you know what? It's it's not a bad song, Nick. You should give it a chance. <laughs> I can't. Play it. You've already played it like a hundred times during this episode. (laughs) Y'all want to go big? Then say that. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you're going to get right now. It's not bad as a song. I don't know if I'd want it as my entrance theme if I was uh, Big E, but it's going to grow on Nick. I think Nick Nick always needs time with things. Yeah. They they just uh, don't need to split them up. Why can't he just do what Kofi did? Right. It's, it's totally different. And I think it's necessary that it's totally different. And I don't want to go down this whole path right now, but I guarantee you <laughs> that this this theme will make it to the the extra cooler summer jams uh, Spotify <laughs> playlist that they will put together. I guarantee it's going to end up there because that's where it belongs. It belongs right. there. It All does right. not belong. It's going to be dancing around the fire pit to it before you know it. <laughs> You want to go big? (laughs) (laughs) Then he's going to get Morano in a slop drop or something. (laughs) Oh, man, we got a slop drop reference. I love it. This is this is my favorite podcast yet. But no, it's it's a it's going to be a fun song that Nick's going to put on his Spotify playlist. I think he's doing it right now because I see him looking at his phone. But. No. Next not. time we drive to Barclays for SummerSlam or yes. go to Meadowlands for that'll lead off the car it's ride. On, it's yes. going to be on the yes. mix. But I will admit that I I don't think I would want it as my as my entrance theme. Okay, we've spoken about Biggie's new song <laughs> way too much. Uh, but if you want to go big, cheers. Go big. <laughs> Not a lot has happened since we last spoke, and um, you know we had our Royal Rumble review last week. Jim, Mike, we missed you guys big time, um, but happy that we were able to go through and just kind of give our in, our quasi in, instant reaction there. But um, not a lot has happened in the the world of WWE over the last seven days, and and really there was a fun. I, I think it was pretty fun. The 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 
tour day edge uh, with edge going and stopping at raw then NXT and then SmackDown. I thought that was pretty awesome. And we got him again on, on raw this week, Um, but nothing has been announced. Yeah, no, I'm totally cool with that though. Uh, It's February. Um, We still have some time, so why not tease us a little bit? Uh, And what better way to tease us than with edge trying to decide who he should feud with, Um, you know, uh, obviously, I think most people would want to see Edge Finn Balor. Um, I said this last week. I'm not a huge fan of that idea simply because of the fact that Charlotte did it last year. Um, I think it would be awesome. But uh, again, I'm sticking with my uh, Edge and Roman. It it almost feels inevitable that that's where we're headed. Like, even with all of the the events over the last week and a half or whatever it may be at this point. But uh, it still feels like we're, we're headed towards that. I agree. I think it's going to be him versus Roman. Drew, Drew McIntyre is going to wind up facing Sheamus. I think. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) You don't like his peaky blinders gimmick? No, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Give, give McIntyre some respect. Uh, I don't want to see that Sheamus. I love Sheamus in the bar. Um, This gimmick right now is, is awful. The gear is awful. I don't want to see him uh, going for Drew's title. But I, think, uh, I can but think, I think of so many other talented people that should be going for that title. I think Mike's right in the idea, though, that it's going to be someone, uh, you know, that I don't. I, yeah, like let's put it this way: Roman versus Edge is going to close the WrestleMania, right? And that you, Edge is going to go over there. You see that in the final match. But um, McIntyre is going to be in the middle of the card or wherever that title match falls. And he's going to beat whoever he fights. No, give give Drew his proper uh, WrestleMania moment, if you will. Like mm-hmm. maybe he won't close the show, but last year he got he got screwed. Uh, you know, he didn't have a live crowd. This year he's most likely going to have some sort of crowd, I, I hope. Um, and uh, whoever he faces, have him go over. But I don't think. Sheamus is a believable opponent. Uh, we talked about this last week. How I uh, I thought there was reason to believe that maybe uh, Drew would lose at the Rumble to Goldberg, but do that at Mania. You can't put Sheamus in there and anybody think that Sheamus is going to win. Now remember, we have we have two nights of Mania again this year, so they're doing the good the point. split days. Very good point. And, at this point, I mean, last year we had the two cinematic matches. We had the Bray match, which certainly I, I'm expecting another cinematic something yes. or other with Randy Orton eventually. Um, but also the other cinematic match was was the um, Undertaker, right? And yes. um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, the Boneyard match, it was escaping me for a second with the Boneyard match. And I don't necessarily know what they end with. <laughs> On this time, and we're all we're all on Sunday night or Saturday night. Twenty twenty was Saturday night was Undertaker, and Sunday night was Bray, right? No, I know. I'm saying this year. What do you expect? I'm assuming Edge Roman is going to end Sunday night. Sunday, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's that's the end. That's Edge. To uh, I, I mean, at this point. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I was about to say you always have the good guy holding up the title at the end of the night, but 
I don't necessarily know if I see that at this point in time. And with, I don't know if I want to see Roman lose to edge and yeah, I, I mean the guy, listen, I am, I've been a big Roman fan, um, with this current run, but I really, really (laughs) am okay with edge taking that title from him. Uh, edge is the only person I think that can do it. And I think it could be the kind of thing where edge takes it and then eventually gives it back to Roman. Yeah, I could see that. yeah, or they have a draft and Roman moves over to Raw and, you know, takes over uh, uh, Drew's title. At first I thought, uh, like, who else are they going to get to face Roman? But then there's somebody returning next week that could possibly face him in, as well, which is uh, the Messiah, Seth Rollins. Mm. Yeah. No, you don't think I don't so? Know. Not after what he did at the Rumble. I think he's still carrying that that uh, heel gimmick. Like I said, I said last week how I really wanted him to return with Burn It Down, and uh, he didn't. Mm. And that Monday or the Friday night Messiah, you know, he, he needs some followers. Uh, I wouldn't shock me to see uh, Rollins Braun, at least old school booking. That's what you would you'd assume would happen after the Rumble. Uh, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of questions on the SmackDown side, and, and I may be fast forwarding a little bit, but this this just yesterday because we're recording this on Tuesday night, but um, just yesterday we got some announcements on the Elimination Chamber card, which I don't think any of us are really excited about, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's there's so much still open ended. Week or two shows, let's call it. Let's call it two SmackDowns away from the Elimination Chamber, and a lot of questions still up in the air, and a lot of things to be decided. And I don't necessarily know what's going to come down that pipe, but um, we'll, yeah, we'll here's have to my, see. Here's my issue with what WWE does, and I apologize if in this episode I am uh, expressing frustration with the company and the brand, um, but. W- the biggest problem I have is uh, I want we, we want to see the slow burns and we want to see the feuds come out of the Royal Rumble. I don't want to see feuds that uh, are created two weeks before WrestleMania. Absolutely. Um, and that's always been my biggest problem. We do, The crazy part is, is that there's still <laughs> there's still two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Um, you've got. Elimination Chamber, which is in what a week, week and a half, um, and then March twenty first, you've got Fast Lane, and then April tenth and eleventh is WrestleMania. So uh, they've got wow. a Fast yeah, Lane they, is really close. Yeah, I didn't realize it's close, like yeah. a little more than two weeks. What would you do with the money in the bank right now? Ooh, good question. I. Man, well, considering they're stuck with Bad Bunny and uh, yeah. what's his face, does that? I always wondered this. Does the Money in the Bank briefcase contract does that expire? I was always under the understanding that they had to use it within a year. Right, right. That's what I. So, think. so if Otis won that that Money in the Bank, does that mean that that contract set to expire in whatever May or June? We would assume. I guess. You know, so I don't know what you're going to do with it. Uh, I mean, they keep teasing that, you know, Edge said to to Miz how, you know, he's not going to let anything get in the way, meaning 
the money in the bank. Um, I, I can't imagine him getting involved in that. Um, and I, I also, there's part of me that can't see Miz cashing that in and, and, uh, and winning. I feel like Edge. If I, I mean, I'm sorry if Miz was going to use who. Who do you think he would use it against? Well, I mean, what's the, the most likely? It's got to be Drew. I think. I think so too. Right, like a weakened Drew. Like obviously, like yeah. I, but does the WWE want to put the title on Miz? I don't know. I just don't know. I feel like it's going to end in like a little fart like kind of thing. I like yeah. I almost wish they bur- they burned it when they did burn it. Not to right. you know a right. month or so right. back. Like they might as well have. So Money in the Bank is tentatively scheduled for May of this year. So therefore, you could have a Monday after WrestleMania or Friday after WrestleMania cash-in. But I don't know. I just Maybe it happens at Elimination Chamber. So they just booked this past Monday Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seamus and Miz are the entrance into the 2021 Elimination Chamber. I thought it was an interesting call that we're only getting raw raw superstars in a Elimination Chamber. I know you took a big old dump on this match last yesterday on uh, on Twitter, Nick. And yeah, I woke I, up I'm this morning sure. and to about 20 messages on I, Instagram. I, I'm interested to hear more. And you, you shared one, maybe tops, but um, I'm interested to hear more. So what was the what was the consensus? I, I it know was like a, a- it was it was an interesting 50 50 split with some people agreed 100 percent. And then there were other people who actually tried to defend it. Um I had I had one one person who said, "Well, I don't see what's wrong with this." Um, well, you're what's wrong with this guy. No, no, uh, no, no, no. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'm going on, and here's why. And here is why. There's six people in this match, and here's my problem. I have no problem with Drew McIntyre in the match. No problem with AJ. No problem with Sheamus. Oh. No problem with Miz and the way they've built up Randy Orton, you kind of have to have it. And and I hope that Fiend interferes here and leads to something. But come on, Jeff Hardy. Now, listen, let me first say uh, when in 2000, 2000, 21 years ago, when Mike and I first roomed uh, at at Oneonta in college, uh, I plugged in my computer, I downloaded Napster, and the first thing that I downloaded on Napster was the Hardy Boys theme song. <laughs> I think I'm not the only one who's picturing yeah. Nick in the middle of his dorm room with the <laughs> with the dance happening. Jeff Hardy back then was not bad. Um, but that was no. 21 years ago. And uh, first of all, I don't know where the guy still gets his Jinko jeans from. I don't want to know. Um, Let's back up to the dorm room. All right. <laughs> Mike's the brunette. You're the blonde. Clearly, you guys downloaded the song. You had the hand things on, the fingerless gloves, whatever they were, right? <laughs> doing swan top. Do you do a swan top bombs? The RA? Shoot me into this so thing. Did? <laughs> that RA ate a swan top bomb. Admit it. <laughs> totally. He walked in on us playing beer pong. Hit him with a swan top. 
Sorry. Continue. I was more of an I was more of an edge and Christian guy. Yeah, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Where are you trying to go with this? Right now, we're talking about you and Nick doing swanton bombs through beer pong tables in the year 2000. It's freshman in college. (laughs) I I will say this. uh, Mike probably had no clue that that was the first song that I downloaded on Napster. But, uh, you know, we. I dial up at home and Mike, uh, I went to school. I had that Ethernet. Mike was busy downloading something else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that T1 was life changing. So, anyway, so anyway, I want to get back to this though because um, I can defend everybody in this match. Unfortunately, I, I, as I said earlier, I can't stand the whole Seamus gimmick. I don't think he's necessary in the main event picture. Um, but given his history, I understand it. Um, Jeff Hardy, I understand why you could put him in this. But at the same time, I, I don't understand why you couldn't put Keith Lee in here or Riddle or even Bobby Lashley. Um, I know the three of them have a match uh, at at uh, the Elimination Chamber. I think that feud could have um, waited till WrestleMania. And I think threat. you could have used one or two of those guys from that triple threat and put them in this match. Um, n- nobody wants to see Jeff Hardy. I don't know who wants to actually see Jeff Hardy, his Jinko, his fishnet. And the guy has not evolved. That's my biggest problem. There's no evolution of Jeff Hardy's character. But the face paint, Nick. Yeah, that's about it. He wants, he I'm wants to go, go to a rave. Can I go to bat for a guy on Twitter or a guy on Instagram that DM'd you, whoever it was? Um, I, this match, isn't it just a service Drew McIntyre? Like, they're just feeding a match to Drew McIntyre. Yes. He's winning the Elimination Chamber. So who cares? Like, like oh, fine. You'd want, you want to yeah. see Keith Lee lose in this match? Or, you know? Like, no. I know. Maybe they don't want to hurt those guys. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes. Plus, Drew McIntyre is probably what the youngest guy in this match. Yes. Oh, it has to be. Is there? Is there? Who was under forty in this match? No. The only way this match could be. See, I guess to me, the the other problem is that you want to see other feuds come out of this match. And I look at a guy like AJ Styles, and there's no one else in this match that I want to see him feud with going into WrestleMania season. Um, I don't even want to see, uh, no disrespect, I don't want to see Jeff Hardy on my WrestleMania card. Um, Unless it's in some, you know, battle royal. Uh, Same with Sheamus. I don't want to see him. I get here's here's another question. This kind of follows up with Mike was asking about before when he was talking about Sheamus versus uh, McIntyre WrestleMania. Do you think uh, that McIntyre's opponent at WrestleMania is in this match? Yes or no? No, I hope not. It could be Styles, but right. I, I don't know. It's not. I don't feel important. like they. I don't think they. I feel like they don't have a big story for Drew McIntyre going forward into WrestleMania where like brains could be against edge. That's a big story, right? But McIntyre, I don't know if maybe something happens here. I don't know. Yeah. You're 100% right. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you, Jim. And I, mm-hmm. the, the McIntyre side feels empty still, but to me, that's a good thing. Like normally we come out of Royal Rumble. I think I may have said this last week with Nick, but you usually come out of Royal Rumble with, like, all right, this is the card. I usually I'm super nerd. So I start a note on my phone of trying to project what the WrestleMania card is going to look like three months ahead of time. And right now I can't really say much. And I like the fact that I can't really say much. So I agree. AJ Styles may be the only one on this in this chamber here that could potentially roll into a WrestleMania match. But I don't 
I don't think that's going to happen either. No, I'm not necessarily either. sure what's going to happen. And that's a positive. I mean, that as a 100% positive is that I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like this is tailor made for Bray in some capacity to come and tear the structure apart and to mess up this match and take Randy Orton out of it in some capacity. And that's the only thing I'm hoping for out of this match. Other than that, I, I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, if, if I'm not Bray's not involved or the fiend is not involved, uh, I think it's going to be a letdown. Right. Right. Did you know that the second youngest person in this match is Randy Orton? That's a surprise to me. Wow. Okay. Who's the second youngest? Who's the youngest? Randy Orton. Drew is 35. Okay. And Randy is what? 40. Oh, wow. And Miz is 40? Miz is also 40, but like a couple months older. That is interesting. And that's where I I spoke about this last week. It drove me crazy when people were calling Edge old. Uh, The guy is 47 years old. (laughs) When you look at these guys, no one talks about any of these guys being old. They've just been around for a long time. Yeah, you know, I I think we're living through like a shift in the dynamic of what's old in any kind of sports. Yes. Sports entertainment, whatever. But like you see, not to give credit to Tom Brady, but like. Even LeBron James in basketball, these guys are older and their primes are like longer. And that yeah. that's in wrestling, too. They know how to take care of themselves now. Right. Like we're talking about an age where a lot of the kid, the guys we grew up with died at. Right. Like in their 40s. Right. right. So and these, these guys are still, still going, you know, like uh, year round players. AJ and Seamus are both 43. And it's again, it's no disrespect to any of these guys. I, Jeff Hardy's still good. I, you know, and meanwhile, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, I think he's 40 looking like a hypocrite because I'm talking about how Jeff Hardy hasn't evolved and Seamus is, uh, thinks he's starring in Peaky Blinders. He's Um, evolved. So he has evolved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Evolved. Yeah. Again, another thing to think about is I, I think it would have been fun to have a Bobby Lashley MVP, uh, Keith Lee, uh, Riddle involved in yeah, this match. You're right. Um, I guess they just didn't want to hurt those guys. Yeah, and that's and that's totally fine. I just think I also think their feud could have waited towards WrestleMania, and this is like typical uh, WWE, you know, blowing their load too soon. It's almost funny though. We talk about them. And not hurting those guys and like in the past they have no problem hurting those those kind of guys you know in this match so maybe this is what we want right like here's a bunch of guys who aren't really doing anything they don't have much of a story and they've been around forever and it doesn't matter if they lose just to keep drew mcintyre moving along yeah this is also bobby lashley is <laughs> I, i'm gonna shift gears bobby lashley is an example of like what you do with someone that can make them better. Um, I, I couldn't, when Bobby Lashley came back that Monday night after WrestleMania, I was like, we, we knew it was happening. And I remember just thinking it was awful. Fast forward, and the Hurt Business is probably, besides the, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss stuff, the Hurt Business is the best thing going on on Monday night. Um, you don't think it's retribution? No. And actually, you know what? I'm going to give everybody right now a little bit of a pro tip. Pro tip. On Tuesday morning, don't uh, – Monday night, don't watch Raw. Tuesday morning, 
head over to YouTube, watch <laughs> what you need to watch because Raw is the biggest garbage. Uh, it, three hours, everybody says it is too much wrestling. Um, it, it's it's not good, and last night was proof. Um, these guys are wasting their energy, in my opinion. I could say it to them blue in the face, but don't. Why are you watching Raw? Why is anybody watching Raw live? I want to know. Message me. Send me a tweet. <laughs> Somebody. I feel like it's uh, as someone that in most weeks will watch Raw from front to back. And there's probably a fair amount of fast forwarding that's happening. But I feel like it's just habit at this point. We're how many years in? It's 90, 93. Yeah. Was it 93? Yeah. yeah. So we're creeping up on 30 years of Monday Night Raw. And for most of us have been watching that entire time. It's just muscle memory at this point. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally. That's exactly it. You like, no, I totally Monday, agree. It's like on USA. When so we right, ditched cable, when we ditched cable last February or March, that's when I stopped watching here and there. Uh, because for me to go into the USA app and, and turn on live version of it, it's just not worth it. There was one point, and I'm I'm rewinding a bit, so I'm sorry that I'm I'm off topic. But this past Friday night, Roman Reigns went and told Adam Pierce to go make a main event match for Monday Night Raw, and then Monday Night Raw he kicks off and books this main event match for Elimination Chamber, where there's six or five opponents for Drew McIntyre, and I don't know where that's going to go, but I thought that was an interesting detail and. I've been I've been listening to a lot of the Mask Man and Kaz in particular has become one of my new favorites from a like wrestling analyst perspective, if we can put it that way. Uh, and he always tells he says it multiple times on on the Mask Man podcast that WWE will do will tell you exactly what they're going to do before they do it. And I thought this was a nice little example, a nice tip of my cap to Kaz, who's a former WWE writer. Oh, and he is? Was, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And he's on if MSG you, now. Yeah, um, I, know, I know him from MSG more than, uh, you know. If the you're going to wrong. do something along those lines, I immediately think you go Roman. Do you go Roman Drew? And then you go Edge Finn? I don't know. Well, that I don't would be, know. That's fun. Yeah, uh, that, that would be fun. I'm I'm certainly piqued my interest to uh, to what's happening, and I, that was a little piece of a little thing that stuck out in my head after after Monday, and just trying to kind of piece this all together. Um, so I'm interested to see what happens on Friday with with Roman Reigns because I think it may tie in with this whole Adam Pierce thing and how Roman is the puppet master behind all of these things, whether it's Paul Heyman, whether now it's Adam Pierce or anything from there. So a lot to be determined, but I, I, I with Monday, I can't help but think how it's connected to Roman and Friday. I like this conspiracy theory. Just rings in my head with Kaz telling me that WWE is going to tell you exactly what they're going to do before they do it. I think it's time for us to change gears. This upcoming Sunday is the NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, which is on Valentine's Day itself. So I'm thankful that my household and my wife and I have never participated really in Valentine's Day. It's kind of a flowers and card kind of day, and that's really about it. Yeah. Hallmark holidays. Yeah, Yeah. totally. So I'm thankful to hear that it's 
Well, maybe three out of four. I didn't hear Mr. Extra Cooler over there. What? Uh, oh, no. God, we're the last <laughs> people that celebrate Valentine's Day. So, uh, well, I have the tag team of, of my wife's birthday on the 11th. So that, that, doesn't, oh, yeah. help. that yeah. doesn't help Valentine's Day. But anyway, uh, she's not going to listen for me. For uh, She's not going to listen to hear me say that anyway. So it's irrelevant. But uh, I'm happy to hear that there's a pay-per-view this upcoming weekend with NXT and um I think the Finn Balor Pete Dunn is really the biggest draw for me. Uh the women's triple threat with EO, Tony and um and Mercedes Martinez will, will be a ton of fun and we've got the two uh Dusty Cup finals that will happen and we still have Go Dakota. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yo, yo, those those matches alone are worth the price of admission. I think the Dusty Rhodes finals matches, Absolutely. yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we can sit here and like there's not much to break down with each match because they're all going right, to be awesome. Right. Yeah, you I mean, know I, they're all going to be awesome. They always are. Um, I'm excited. It's, NXT. It's, it's fun. I think NXT is is so cool, and, and you can do this with everything with WWE, but NXT in particular, you can just hop right in, turn that on, and and be very entertained. They're not doing a uh, carrion cross uh, match. They're not continuing that into the. Uh, no, I think if Finn yeah, doesn't right? face if Finn doesn't face Edge at WrestleMania, it's going to be Finn carrying cross. So mm-hmm. there's still another another Wednesday. So we're recording this on Tuesday night. So if you're listening to it and you already know what's going to happen, but there's there's five matches right now, the three titles, so women's, men's, and the North American Championship, and then the two Dusty Cups. So there, it's possible that they add another. Uh, and yeah, I wanted, it, I wanted to see that Karrion Cross uh, Santos Escobar. Uh, well, that would be maybe awesome. Apparently, Escobar and Karrion Cross had awesome matches on Lucha Underground, and um, I think I watched like the first season, maybe, maybe partially into the second, and um, I, I I just fell off because I was streaming it illegally. I didn't say that, did I say that? <laughs> I said that. So I was streaming it illegally, and I just never was able to keep up. So I'm interested to go back and try to see those things because Lucha had a really, really fun thing going. And even Chelsea Green and and all and she had a role over there. And there was a lot of guys now that are big players that had some time at Lucha Underground. I mean, sure. Um, Prince Puma and Ricochet in and of itself is, yeah, uh, you know, kind of what I watched on the Lucha Underground side. So I, regardless, I was going down a tangent, but I'm interested to see what they can pull off. And it feels a little disjointed with Karrion Cross, which you feel like this, this big brooding guy and the and, title picture kind of guy, right. but now he's gunning for the cruiser way. Yeah. Right. Right. It feels disjointed, but I can't wait to see what they can pull off. And that's probably the sixth match. You're probably right. But I think it's just it is. It's just to elevate Santos Escobar, Ben, just to show what he can do. Right. Like and elevate that division of NXT, I think. Totally. And the Santo, uh, Santos Escobar gimmick and this whole like little faction he has. Yes. It, it's everything that I wish they gave to um, Charlotte's man. What's his name? Andrade. Andrade. It's everything he wish they gave to Andrade, and he was so much fun at NXT, but uh, just lacking on the on the main roster. Um, 
but I feel like this was kind of the the mulligan. This is the do over for for the yeah. dropping of the ball with with him. So I, I man, this Legato del Fantasma. I, just, I am this into whole, it. So mm. I'm totally with it. Beauty of the NXT card is that it never uh, a never goes long, and it's always like a, a good amount of matches. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. You know, there's already five matches on the card. Six feels heavy for an NXT card. Yeah, five might be it. I think with this card, uh, we should expect to see Edge show his face on Sunday night. I don't think he'll necessarily get involved, but I bet you he he shows his face. It was really entertaining to see him in the ring with Finn and Pete Dunne and and kind of back away slowly at the end of it. it's interesting that there is no undisputed era on this card at all. Although he's, they've got the involvement with Finn and they had that really cool moment where Finn slowly backed up in line with, with Finn. uh, I'm sorry, with um, undisputed era, but that was also without Bobby fish and Bobby fish showed up a little bit this past week. um, Just kind of showing his face in the background. So I, I'm interested on that note, but NXT can never go wrong, no. in my opinion, and takeovers are can't miss wrestling TV. So uh, I'm excited to get back to a microphone next week and to talk about it. So, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's really all I've got from this week. I mean, we can talk about Kenta and AEW a bunch and the Bullet Club with all that intrigue, but um, I, let's see I'm, what happens this week. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens there. And I think that this is all on the AEW side. I think this is all going to end up in the um, in the Kenny Omega with with Kota Ibushi. And um, I think that's where this all ends. And I think that's the storyline they're telling. Uh, and I'm going to stick with that. I said it a few weeks ago and I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. But I think that's the ultimate end goal here. But it's exciting to see the the kind of conglomerate of other brands coming together outside of WWE with AEW um, impact and now adding new Japan to it is, is a lot of fun. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. 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 I, I I think it's kind of that dream team mentality and it should be, it should be fun to watch, but um, that's really all I got this week, fellas. So Nick said it earlier, I want to find a way that we can name each segment, and this one is no different. So let's go back to the drawing board, and let's talk to Nick about what's happening in the world of Extra Cooler. So Nick, I, you you had a nice uh, repost this week, huh? Yeah, I uh, I always pop when I get a repost. Uh, this one was, was pretty huge. After her Rumble win, I drew a uh, little girl, little gal version of uh, Bianca Belair, posted it. I actually went to go put my son to bed, and I came out from a barrage of text messages from you guys. Uh, Mike had, had let it off with exclamation marks. Um and Bianca reposted it. Uh, she reposted it along with uh, a bunch of other awesome fan art. Um, she tagged me, which is always the coolest thing that a wrestler can do. Coolest thing they could do is follow me. The second coolest thing <laughs> they could do is uh, tag me um, because there's plenty of people out there that do not tag the artist, which drives me insane. Um, so, uh, yeah, 
Bianca Belair reposting my artwork, uh, people getting to see it, picking up a few new followers. Always fun. Uh, and of course, you know, that just makes me want her to, to, to win at WrestleMania. The other thing, uh, before I mention what, what we just opened up, I'm going to be posting some, uh, some artwork that I have re- redrawn. Probably my most popular uh, piece of merchandise was my old Hasbro's Mega Powers. And uh, a gentleman had me uh, commissioned to redraw the Hasbro Macho Man and Hulk Hogan and threw it on a Mega Powers. We're going to try and sell that again. Uh, put it on some t-shirts so if you missed out on it many times it was up and many times uh, before it was pulled by wwe (laughs) um, make sure you you head over and and follow the links for that Um, but um, what i'm more excited about is the fact that the four of us just opened up a pro wrestling tees shop Um, so you can go over to pro wrestling tees search uh, extra cooler show and you can find our first design um like we say over and over again the, the early attitude era is uh one of our favorites one of my favorites so I, I felt it was appropriate to take that classic uh dx logo in silver and uh turn it into the extra cooler with a bit with a big x um because uh, matt matt always refers to it uh, in short as xc um so you know it, it just Guilty. fit I, I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, so again, ProWrestlingTees.com. Search Extra Cooler Show, and you can find uh, what we've got. We got I've got some more uh, in the works um, that I'm pretty excited about. The new logo that you drew has garnered some positive responses too. So I was uh, I was excited about that one. I can't wait. Personally, I can't wait to get that one on a shirt. Same yeah. here. L- lately, I've had a lot of people who have reached out to me and. Uh, and told me that they appreciate how I can do different styles of art. And I really pride myself in not just being that guy that does the same thing. Um, I, I can't do that. I see a lot of artists out there and, and credit to them. And, but um, again, goes back to evolving and uh, changing your style and exploring different styles and taking risks. And, uh, you know. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that logo. I can't wait to get it on some hoodies and some t-shirts, even if it's just the four of us wearing them. I like that you tied uh, the evolving into Jeff Hardy there. Like, right? Like, I, I know Jeff Hardy. I evolved. Yeah, I would not download that as my first song on Napster in 2021 <laughs> if, if I had Napster. Yeah. Um, so for next week our homework match we are looking to break down a wtf wrestlemania match like i said earlier uh you're gonna head to extra coolers instagram story and vote on our next homework we're throwing out eight matches um while you're at it be sure to follow us at extra cooler on instagram and at extra cooler show on twitter Again, we've got a shop on Pro Wrestling Tees. Be sure to check that out. And most importantly, follow, subscribe, rate, review our show wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, This was a blast despite the uh, two cans in the cooler uh, match that we reviewed earlier. (laughs) I think next week we'll be uh, in that same range when Macho versus Crush from WrestleMania 10 wins. No way, man. Yeah, but when when Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez wins, we'll be giving it five stars all around. And you know that my crush, my crush match is gonna win. Crush versus Doink, baby. <laughs> um, I love it. I love it. All Cheers, right, fellas. guys. Cheers. Later. See ya.